Hello, it is Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. Big day, big day. We break some news on today's show. Yeah, huge day today. It really is big day today. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. Obviously, we went to Germany, talked mm-hmm. to Bjorn. Uh, great conversation with Yeah, Bjorn. that was awesome. I think that was the first time. I, I mean, you've talked about you guys' relationship. I think that's the first time I've ever heard him speak, though. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. He gave me a lot of hope, you know, for like international relations. Like, okay, so there is somebody who can be from a very different place, very different background, and fit in very, very well and talk the same amount of shit and act the same way I do. That's good news. You know, that's a cool mm-hmm. thing to experience in a locker room and in life. You Maybe know? we're not so different after all. Bingo. That's a football locker room. That's right. James Jones joins us, talks about the football locker room. Mm-hmm. He's been breaking some news with Aaron Rodgers. He does some on this show as well. AJ Hawk, the boys can't thank you enough for joining us. If you enjoy this show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend, maybe even uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Hey, that'd be nice. And if you don't like the show, don't do any of this. Yeah. Just keep it moving. Just act like this didn't happen. Don't tell anybody. Keep it moving. We're sorry we wasted your time, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think today's a good one. Ty, let's get to it. <laughs> We have a big show today because we're going international. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. You know, it doesn't happen often where we have an international FaceTime calling into the show. Today, a former teammate of mine, a German legend, uh, will be joining us in about 22 minutes. The host of the Football Bromance Show uh, in Germany, which is a rather large football podcast in germany uh bjorn werner bjorn Bjorn was a teammate of mine i want to tell you this bjorn hilarious human yeah okay very happy to see he's having success in the german language okay in germany back at home loved obviously loved deutschland when talking to to Mm -hmm. him and about him obviously going back he was a great football player had some knee injuries okay the knees didn't hold up i assume it's potentially because he played so much soccer growing up by the way my i think the same thing happened to me bjorn we will talk about that now that we've got a chance to hindsight this whole thing great athlete first round draft pick out of florida state um he was so good at ping pong actually he forced me into buying a robot to have at the house ah. uh, to train me like I'm Forrest Gump mm-hmm. in Forrest Gump while getting ready at war for the Olympics or whatever. I got one of those because he beat me one time in uh, ping pong. Ooh. And then, you know, what had happened was after that was Bjorn never, I mean, never, never again. Sniffed it. No. <laughs> so now, you know, the Yermans, I do believe, are upset uh, about the way I have said uh, that I will go into Germany, okay? I will get a hall in where... Berlin? Huh? You want it in Munich? What? You want it in Stuttgart? What? You want it in... You get it. Any of the cities over there that are beautiful, by the way. I've enjoyed myself over there. Been over there a couple times. Ended up in a rave one time. It was fantastic. Ooh. Bayern Munich beat Manchester United, I believe, in... One of the tournaments they have over there. I'm not I'm not understand sure which one. They're all worth the exact same, which is mm-hmm. the world, I think. Champ, every single yes. one in that. The champions or whatever. It was a huge. Had a great time. Love it. I'll go over there. I'll set up a table, and I'm not scared to represent. I guess ping pong, though, in Germany, like Andrew Luck, he grew up in Germany whenever his dad was on the world um, was in the world league and he was running, I think, the Rhine team. I believe mm-hmm. he was running the Rhine fire. I'm not sure who it was, but I think he started playing ping pong in Germany. He's like a... 
very good ping pong player, I guess everybody says. Then Bjorn Werner, he was very good ping pong player. Mm -hmm. Hey, it was like, I ain't fucking around. I think it's something they do in Germany. Like, I think it's a very common practice, like growing up to play ping pong over uh -huh. there. And it shows. For me, I did not have a ping pong table at my house. Okay, I didn't have one. Uh, my one friend did, though. And I'll tell you what, when we got in that garage, we really started going ham. And now I'm in an Oculus every single fucking night playing ping pong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I want to let you know, Germans, you didn't. You, I don't even think you created it. I want to let you know, Bjorn, you didn't create ping pong? No. no. And I don't think you'll ever beat me again, Bjorn. I, I don't think yeah. there'll ever be another time. I just don't think that's the case. He, you know how they say, um, like... Uh, you know, peanut butter needed jelly. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? It goes mm -hmm. together. And uh, they'll say, like, old boxers needed each other. Like, hey, this person needed this person. And I forget who we told. Francis Ngannou told us that uh, he needed Stipe. Right. Because Stipe pushed him to a place that he would have never been to himself whenever Stipe beat him or whatever. Bjorn did that to me on the ping pong table. Wow. Okay, Bjorn beat He sunned me on the ping pong. <laughs> I mean, First one. Oh, my God. I know. I, I was a little bit arrogant, too. Like, hey, this is not going to be a problem, okay? Football guy's very good at ping pong, by the way. Yeah. There's a lot of great athletes that are good at ping pong. Mm -hmm. Very comfortable in a football locker room playing ping pong. I mean, there's. I've been beat. Like, let's not get crazy. I'm not doing sure. it. But I feel very comfortable in certain times whenever I've been playing a lot. Like, okay, I'm probably going to handle this ping pong table. By the way, a lot of punters and kickers do that in a lot of NFL locker rooms. Although, there are guys who are incredible at ping pong. So, it's like, I'm not saying... Punters and kickers, we normally have more time. Sure. So ping pong oh, is something. Craft. Yeah, uh, ping pong is something that the more you play, you do get better at. So you'll see a lot of punters and kickers get good at. It. But Bjorn, he's German guy, mm -hmm. defensive end, he stands up to the table. I'm not taking this guy serious. No, no way. There's no way. How could you? We start playing. A crowd starts to gather. Okay, my teammates that I have maybe beat in the last week or so and maybe gave a couple Ooh, that felt good you know mm -hmm. now they're all of a sudden feeling good you know what i mean like oh because oh, they're watching they're watching this young german yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah they're watching this young german guy like kind of give it to me a little bit you know so it was a humbling moment that was a you know my tom mcmahon even oh really oh, no oh, way heard, heard you got your ass beat just mm -hmm. every like vinatieri by the way vinatieri was talking about everybody was chirping about it that night i lit just like when i bought the wrestling ring you know the wrestling ring i bought 3 a.m i might have been a little boozed up sure mm -hmm. okay this particular evening though after just getting sunned by this you know rookie first of all uh defensive end and guy uh, who's representing another country, basically. Right. I, I oh, felt yeah. at that moment, not only was I representing punters and kickers, I was not only representing our locker room, by the way. Like, hey, welcome to our locker yeah. room. Hey, we have some players here. You know, I, I felt like I was doing that. He just beat the fuck out of all three of those things for me. So I bought that robot. I got real high that night. I said, that ain't happening ever again. <laughs> at what point? That ain't happening ever and again. During the match, were you like, oh, oh, shit. I think it was the second point. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, this guy's guy. pretty good. <laughs> oh, this guy. Yeah, like, I, I think the first one, he might have, like, I don't know. He might have, like, hit it and it, like, might have airmailed or whatever. Yeah. Like, he didn't, maybe the paddle. He was, I think something maybe, I don't know. He, it was like an obvious, like, oh, that wasn't like he's a bad player. Like, that mm -hmm. was like, a, oh, that was a bad Okay, and then the second one I hit it. He's a, and it was like, all right, uh -oh. <laughs> okay. So I gotta, so you gotta like stand, you know, you gotta get like, mm -hmm. all right. So we're in it, and as soon as I do that, you know, I think like our assistant special teams coach at the time, Brant Porter, was like, oh buddy, oh, what's <laughs> yeah, going on? everybody kind of knew I was in trouble, and he beat the fuck out of me. I mean, it was bad, bad for everything for me, and uh, he drove me to a place where. 
before I could fall asleep at night, I scoured the internet to see how do I become a better ping pong player. And it's this fucking machine that I put at the end of the table. It's this huge, it's got a net on it. It's got a little ball spitter in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. So the net, you know, you hit it back and it catches it and then it kind of rattles down and then Yeah. You can get that thing going too, by the way. It can beat you up. I mean, you can be boom, like diving around. I felt real good about it. There, it wasn't all uh, five-star, three-star balls, five-star balls, whatever, in uh -huh. the thing though. So it's all one-star balls that are firing at you. So I kind of got like the gimmick set there early. Sure. So I was not as good. And I want to let you know, I stayed away from that ping pong table until I thought, okay, I can represent myself again. Ready to go. Are you going to do a double I, forehand or no? When I did come back, by the way, it was... And Bjorn knows. He's not going to say it. <laughs> Bjorn's like, he, he knows, though. And I, I do believe we are going to play each other in a ping pong game in person. Hopefully, I'd like to potentially. Yeah, oh, yeah. 80,000 like, strong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Potentially get that thing. Not, I'm not saying that big, but I would like that <laughs> in a hall of some sort where there is. Because in the Oculus Arena, you can sit in, a, uh, in an arena. Oh, yeah. They set up the arena in one of the, on one of the tables. That would be it fucking awesome environment perfect yeah it's like dark everywhere it's only lights on the table you're still you know very I mean? close oh yeah, my god right there yeah. it would be amazing it would be cool so i can't wait to talk to him also nfl's going to germany he's gonna be a big part of this yeah so like i don't know if the nfl has reached out to bjorn i don't know if bjorn's working for the nfl right now by the way with how much he's promoting the game in germany but if the nfl is taking games to germany I think Bjorn's going to be a big part of it. I assume he's going to be potentially calling games, doing stuff like that. Cannot wait to chat with him about life. And how the fuck from Germany did he get into the NFL? Yeah, makes no sense. So he played two years of college football, or I mean uh, high school football only. Yeah, but who did he play against? Good question. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm thankful he did because it's helping like grow the game, especially yeah. with his success and how good of an athlete he is. But how do you even get in that? Because a lot of the places over there, especially if you're like a dude that would need – you know, the type of traits to make it to, like, the NFL or something. Normally, I feel like those guys pretty early are told, like, hey, soccer, like, hey. Right. Hey, we need to, yeah. hey, we need to be the best. Hey, go over here. Mm -hmm. this, this, go over at Dortmund over here. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, go do this thing. And, and I guess there's sizes, and Bjorn's bigger, obviously, but I'm thankful he chose to play American football, though. It's good news for the NFL. It's good news for our game. And I think he's a great guy to be represented over there. Did he have knee problems at Florida State, or did that start when? I'm not sure. He, I remember he was the unanimous ACC like player of the year, defensive player of the year. I think his last year before he got drafted, he was a fucking Motor. stud. Yeah, yeah. Motor. I, I remember the only thing I remember from those Florida State highlights is just always him running. Mm -hmm. It was like he was always running. It felt like he, yeah, I think he had a high. Like he was just classic guy off the edge who's never going to stop running at you. Like, <laughs> high motor. High motor guy. Yeah. First one in, last one yeah. out. Mm -hmm. you know, Lunch pail. He's a good dude, though. He was uh, he was a cool teammate. I wish it would have, you know, his knees would have held up more for him. He's starting to do more athletic shit on his Instagram, though. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, he'll, by the way, he'll start doing more one-handed catches. He's like great, great athlete. Mm -hmm. But he's just, at ping pong, he's almost, he's almost good. I think he just had another child i think too no way really? yeah bjorn has like three kids now maybe three football players i'm not sure he's crushing it 12 25 we got a bunch of germans in the goddamn comments <laughs> oh jeez. hey listen you guys start you guys start speaking that language of yours over there we ain't gonna see it uh -uh. we can't read it okay we can barely read our language fucking take it easy pal come on love what you guys do over there though oh yeah germany was the nicest country to me in all my travels Really? really? I will say, yeah. At, uh, at 
Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Evan Fox in the back was agreeing with me. Have you been to Germany, Foxy? No, no, no. I just remember you talking about Ireland. I had the same experience as you, and they were not happy with me. So Ireland were not the nicest people. Now, I'm not sure why. Maybe because we look like big American doofuses. Perhaps. Potentially. That's potentially why. But Ireland was not. Ireland was probably the rudest place to me. Really? If I had to guess. More than France. No, yeah. France tried to rob me. Never mind. So so I would say the French were probably the worst. Uh, Then the Irish were after that just because I was so excited to get back to the homeland. Hey, County yeah. Cork, too. Right. Let's go. Hey, that's where we're from. Let's go down there. Let's do it. I, they just, I don't, I've said this numerous times. If you want to know how a country feels about America, drop me right into the middle of it and they look at me, they go, oh, there's American dumbass right there. <laughs> and they're either going to want to help me, right, and be interactive because I'm going, huh? Or they're just going to be completely fuck this fuck <laughs> <laughs> and I've experienced it all. I've experienced it all. I've been there. I've been with me, by the way, for 34 years. It is not, I mean, I'm sick of being with me too. So I understand some people feel the way they do, but other places, it's like really, the Germans, I feel like, and I might be misreading this, I feel like the Germans act as if they're scared that anybody's going to think anything bad. That, like, that's how overly nice everybody was to me hmm. in Germany. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there are things in the past that are not fantastic. And I think I got a chance to go experience that. I got a chance to go to, uh, where, where, fuck, Dachau? No, Dachau? No, maybe. I went to one of the camps. Dachau? I went to, I went to one of the camps. I got a chance to, to drink and have a good time in Germany. I got a chance to go experience a Bayern Munich game there. So I feel like I've seen their fans. I've gotten a chance to really experience Germany, I feel like. Travel around the, the countryside. I mean, I've been deep in Germany. Those are the nicest group of people to to anybody. Now, on the ping pong table, Bjorn did talk shit. Sure. Oh. I thought that was a little bit unbecoming of the entire company right. or the entire country over really? there. Yeah. But I'm allowed to talk shit. I'm an American. In my experiences, the Germans were always very nice to me. Now, I do know there was a time that was great, but I think they do too, though, everybody, and they're trying to do, you know what I mean? I just, I'm happy the NFL's going to Germany. A lot of military over there yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a chance to meet a lot. Of, Germany's a cool, cool country, and I did not know they were as big of a fucking football town as they are. Me neither, because isn't, I mean, I, isn't outside of NFL Europe, he's like the only guy that's really came over and, and made a name for himself as like a German player, isn't he? I wonder if it's because of the military. And then the military, like potentially with the local, like, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if that's how it is, because obviously we have a massive presence over there. Yeah. And I think I would assume a lot of military would be like, hey, you got the game on here. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. We'll buy more beer here. If you just that beer you make in the back, that is unbelievably good, by the way. How do you do it? And it's not cold, but it's. It's not warm either. Everybody says they you guys serve warm beer. Not warm, room, room temperature. Tam, okay. But goddamn, it is very delicious. I mean, it is very good. We'll buy more. You get uh, the game on here. And then that probably was how. Kind of just trickles. I wonder if that's how. Yeah, just naturally growing the game, even, you know, chucking the pig skin around, yeah, maybe. What, like, what, how did Bjorn, like, I'm very, I mean, we're going to talk to him in like nine minutes. How the fuck did you get into American football well, over there? I guess, I mean, he, he probably would have been around the same time that NFL Europe was over there, right, too? So, I mean, Good some, idea, of, the, some of those young kids probably got to watch that and and it became a reality where it had i mean and since then i don't think i mean nfl europe's not around anymore they either, have schools so. that have teams and like colleges and everything well, I, like that like, do high schools have teams i bet it more like counties right because it, there's not that many players or this people is, play it. so this is like the the thing yeah it's like club sport yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's probably like a club sport over there wow then you got to get all the equipment 
I mean, there's a lot of shit to it to, to kind of do it. Australia is becoming, you know, like a hub for at least college football punting. Uh, the NFL, too, good presence in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Probably only grow at this point. But, like, the there's one pro kick Australia that everybody goes to this one guy, and then basically he's the plug. So, like, everybody is basically just chatting to this guy. And they have, like, this super camp, and it's they have a great field set up. I assume there's great coaching there. It's like, hey, if you want to go – like, I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. It's like, a, hey, here is an American football kicking academy, basically. Come here. Use these massive legs that you have from Aussie Rules football. Now let's try to get you at least college educated over in America or at least maybe go pro. Mike Dixon just signed uh, the biggest deal I think any punter's ever yeah. signed out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Like, I think – I think that's really awesome, but I don't know how you truly grow the game in all these places unless you know you get people playing it. You know what I mean? I think if you get people playing it, it's only going to expedite the whole process. Well, and even for you know some of those guys in Australia, like I think uh, the Houston punter Dane Roy, like he was just working at an ice cream shop, and then you know he gets oh. to go over to America. And like you said, hey, get he's an a legend, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, and he bombs balls. Yeah, he bombs balls. I don't know if he's going to make it in the NFL, but he um, he got college educating was like the mo- one of the most popular guys at the University of Houston or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, he's a little bit older, so there's an entire hey. There's an entire discussion. Taking scholarships away from the kids. Yeah. So yeah. there's an entire discussion to be had about that. I don't know if now's the time for that conversation. <laughs> because I've gotten a chance to meet a lot of these Aussie dudes that are potentially doing this, and they're all good guys. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know how to technically feel about it, because I don't have a kid that's 17 that's potentially competing against one of these 23, 24, 22, even 21-year-old, maybe even 28, 29-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a couple competing against my 17-year-old son for a kicking scholarship to a school where there's only a couple, by the way. There's only a couple schools that are going to give them out. I mean, that is a full discussion. I I would hope that both sides of the discussion could see the other person's side to that thing. And I don't know what the NCAA is going to do about it. There's a lot of people petitioning for whatever, especially because the kicking stuff. So I don't know how I would feel. I think I'd expect little Midas Michael McAfee to at least fucking compete, though. I don't give a damn if he's 30 years old. Like, Make more kicks than them or yeah. boot the ball better or we'll go somewhere else. But I guess, you know, there are some situations where it's like, oh, my kid got fucked here. This is the only school that looked at my kid. And then all of a sudden a 30 year old came in and beat him out or whatever. Yeah. So there's like both sides of that thing. But I like that there's an opportunity for people that haven't been college educated because whatever they were doing in Australia, getting a chance to further their life and, you know, further their education, which is what America is all about, by the way. So mm-hmm. it's, I am very torn. I, whenever I say I am very torn up because I can understand how the kicking community hates it, right? It, or some, not everybody, but some in the kicking community it, trying to get their kids scholarships, which, by the way, is an entirely another scam to talk about. Right. Yeah. All these kicking camps are going to get kids scholarships. It's like, no, you're not. If the kid's good, he's going to get one. But I guess you could potentially know the right people that could help everybody out. I mean, that happened to me. I was lucky to go to a guy's camp, Mike McCabe, down in one-on-one kicking. I got a scholarship. But there's people training since they're like 12 years old. They're like, we'll get your kid a scholarship. It's like, they do not know that. Because <laughs> you have no idea if that kid's going to be good or not. I, I just There's a lot of scams and controversy in the kicking world. But it seems like the kicking world is how we get the international folks introduced. Uh, Santos or... Um, Kairos. Uh, Kairos. Kairos Santos. Santos, yeah. yeah. Santos from Brazil, I think. Yeah. Who was it? I think uh, the yeah. Washington football team just signed like that tight end from like Chile, too. Yeah. Like he was like the basketball player. I don't know Sammy if he actually. Reyes. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if he made the team, but I think that there, there are, and you know, like just in general, Aussie rules football players coming over and being a couple running backs, too. Of- Scotland with. Um, Jamie, 
Jamie Gillen. Gillen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gilligan? For, uh, uh, Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scotland. What's his um, murder? No, what's his... Uh, Scottish the Scottish psychopath? No, no, no. Hammer? <laughs> right? a psychopath. I'm actually pretty Maxine. cerebral. Cerebral fuck calculators. <laughs> Patriots guy. Jakob Johnson, too. He's a... Uh, Norway, he's right? Ger- I think so. Norway. I thought he might have been Germany. There was a kicker, though, from Norway. He was like the uh, the trick shot kick guy. He was, I think he was Norwegian. The Lions. I the think. Lions gave him a tryout or something. I remember that. He yeah. was like famous from YouTube. Yeah, and there's a couple of rugby guys. Yeah, he did not make the team, by the way. No. Oh. And by the way, there's a whole another scam going on with these YouTube with like the, the highlight. Uh, I mean, it's a slippery slope. Uh-huh. The kicking game, <laughs> yeah, it's a the kicking game has a lot going. There's a lot of levels to this yeah. entire thing because there's a lot of people who look good on the internet kicking balls. And then whenever they get into an actual situation, it's like, okay, you got to be that best ball you put on the internet every single time. You know what I mean? And kicking, punting. I think this happens in a lot of throwing probably. Mm -hmm. Wide receivers, it happens. There's a lot of – because I don't think kicking and punting is the only place that this happens at. It's like, hey, the reason why people are in the NFL or whatever is because they hit the ball – like that every time they're supposed to that's the goal they have proven that they could do that at one point at least to get onto a team and then that's kind of what everybody's looking to do i think there are a couple guys on the internet that should get on teams uh destroying i love donald Mm -hmm. i think he's at the point now where he's hitting fucking balls really really well on a consistent basis i like seeing like hey here's a full kicking session you know what i mean yeah so then you can see the entire thing i think marquette by the way is back at a point where he should maybe get it i don't know if he's still kicking or not i i he was going on a run there for a bit and i was like here we go all right marquette i love watching this motherfucker kick footballs and he was going in there looked like he was committed i don't know if he's still doing that or not i hope he doesn't give up he could get back in there there's there's a couple other people on the internet that kick balls though that i'm like maybe they have a chance but i have no idea what they look like 15 kicks in a row yeah it's all big hustle though you can work whatever you need to work out there you do whatever you got to do to get views but Hey, I don't know. Everybody's asking to get in the NFL. It's not always, hey, it's not always a desired place to get to. Because no. if you end up stinking, I mean, that is, I mean, it is. Quick in and out. That is. It is so tough. Yeah. It is so difficult. And there's, But I, I hope a couple of these guys on the internet get a shot to really go and do it. You know what I mean? It'd be awesome. We have some big news for you. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's non-prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. Aaron, you're about to get back in the game, by the way. Let's go. Should send him some. We should. Or just send them to Walmart because it's available there. Roman and Walmart. Mm -hmm. Everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also... Special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men healthcare products. All clinically tested and make you best you possible. Joining us now, a man that 
you know, has done a great job of furthering the growth of American football internationally. Oh, yeah. A guy that came from Deutschland to Florida State, then from Florida State to the Indianapolis Colts as a first-round draft pick. A man who is widely considered a great teammate. I, I have not talked to everybody, so I cannot say all everybody has said it. I have not asked everybody, but if you were to go, survey says, great, great teammate. Team, yeah. All right, from the people that I have asked. A man who's pretty good at ping pong. A man who's a great father. Uh, I'd assume a great husband. And once again, I've never talked to his wife. I'd assume he is a great husband. No, with everything that he has done. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Bjorn Werner. Guten Tag, mon frere. Get up, Pat McAfee. Hey, how? And the boys. Hey, by the way, the boys all say hello. Hey, a lot of excitement about this conversation today. Bjorn, this is international. Is it your first time going international? Well, actually, I think we had a call from Saudi Arabia one time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, Corey Graves. That's right. Corey oh. Graves is over there. By the way, it wasn't a... Hey, listen, don't think we should have done it. I think it was a quick in and out there, but we did it just to say we had an international call. This one, though... Man, I'm pumped, Bjorn. Congrats on everything over there. I know I see all the stupid emojis that you have your people put into my stuff. <laughs> yeah, you have a massive following over there in Germany. So happy for you. What is going on? How's life? Pat, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you guys for the invitation. Um, so I can't bring, once you go international, you never go back. So because there was a Saudi Arabian already, so I can't do that. Um, one thing to clear up. In my opinion, I'm a great husband. So okay, okay. okay so all accounts. To me. All accounts. Great husband. Okay, good, good father. Okay, good. But no, man, I'm excited. I'm excited that you Americans over there see the hype here in Germany around the NFL because it's a great community. It's growing, and it's so much fun being in the middle of it and being a little part of the whole. Uh, being part, be one of the faces who push it on TV, in podcasts, in. In some you know online shows we're trying to do the whole twitch thing youtube thing but our main gig is the football bromance podcast uh you know uh that you uh equate <laughs> with the the emojis yeah yeah the yeah emojis. i see by the way i see the following and they're an active following so i am so pumped for you that is not easy to amazing get. it's not easy to get in this world your crew has been fantastic to watch and i've been thoroughly entertained by their appearances in my comments section sometimes profane oh, oh yeah. yeah hey Despicable. sometimes yeah sometimes profane we're mm -hmm. talking you know what emoji i'm talking about no, i do uh, yeah, not you that know one. what emoji not you're talking that about one. Yeah, the eggplant. Uh -huh. Yeah, they're putting eggplants in my comments. Plums. Huh? It's just an emoji. No, no, that's uh, a penis. You know what it that is. That is a penis, Bjorn. Yeah. Over here in Germany, that doesn't mean a penis. Oh, yeah. Oh, this sure. is you playing the game, though. This is him <laughs> speaking to the Germans. They don't know. Hey, go over to the American. We'll just drop a bunch of... That's... Hey, by the way, I think that... To the point you were making there before, you know, I had to uh, tell you that I have seen the football bromance uh, people. It's awesome there. You are the perfect, I feel like, tie between there because you've had such a successful football career in American football that your resume over there has to be pretty legit, I'd assume. There's a lot of German kids, I assume, at this point, with how big I see the football community is, and like, oh, I hope to be the next Bjorn Werner. Like, that's a pretty fucking cool thing for you, I'd assume, right? Or is that a lot of, yeah. are you, you like that or no? 
Of course, uh, it's an honor because uh, obviously the NFL, American football is an American sport, and you guys know. You just, I think you just talked about how hard it is to get into the NFL and actually stay in the NFL. Yeah, and it's you know the best one and a half percent out of college make it every year, right? So now calculate the percentage being an international guy. That's point zero 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 whatever, you know. And actually, from Germany, we we probably had like eight to ten players ever playing the NFL, uh, including Sebastian Former, right tackle uh, for the New England Patriots, winning two Super Bowls, a big a big name over here, Marcus Kuhn, Kasim Bali. Obviously, for most Americans, uh, some of these names don't sound familiar, but over here in the football community, they're huge. You know, like we don't have that many players who made it into the NFL. And uh, it's just, you know, obviously an honor to kind of represent uh, Germany. How, uh, in, how does, you know, in the sport, right? As a player back in the day, and now the career after the career, just like you do it. You know, uh, it's amazing just to talk about my love of the game, why I left Germany when I was 15, left the family back home, and just said, "Effort, I'm going over there," and then have no plan B. I'm just trying to make it. Uh, it worked out, and then you know, now I live what, two years ago. After 12 years in the U.S., I moved back. My wife is from Germany, too. Uh, we got our two first kids, two girls, and then we said, man, we sacrificed a lot of family time the last 12 years, so it's time to move back and, and, and help grow the game even more and especially make up the time with the family, you know, being the grandparents right now. So we love it, man. It's amazing. It's an amazing journey right now. It's unbelievable. Hey, you did it. Let's go. Hey, when you oh. left, hey, when you left the house, when you left the house at 15, when you packed up that backpack and said mm -hmm. bye, Germany. Yeah. Okay, when you walked out of that village, <laughs> I don't know if you're what a village. village. I'm from Berlin, man. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying. I didn't know. In my head, you know, if we're drawing up I the movie. I was a city boy. No, no, no. If we're if we're drawing up the movie, though, I'd like you to potentially walk out of one oh, of the. We talk about beer fest movie. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You walk out. My first out of, movie I had to watch. I, when I came over to my high school, when I was like 16 years old, they came up to me, Bjorn, we need to watch Beer Fest. And I didn't even understand what they're talking about. I couldn't even speak any English. I didn't understand it. I was like, what? What do you guys want to see? So I needed to translate. So I watched that movie freaking 10 times during like five days to finally start translating these things. And then there was like Mr. Schneedelwurz, this like little baby penis and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was not that an movie eggplant. Is a classic. Yeah, sure. he, he was not an eggplant, that guy. The um, So like, how do you get into football? How did football start in Germany? Was it the military? Was it the World League? What was it? And, and do you did you have teams that you played, like your school? And at the age of 15, when you said you were gonna leave, was everybody like, what are you doing? Did you feel like you were, I guess you had to have thought you were going to make it, but what made you, with the training, the schools, like how is Germany so in? Is it all age groups playing? What is it? Yeah, so it was definitely the the military influence from America, right, from the U.S. back in the day, especially around Frankfurt. And then they started the German Football League, the GFL, like 25 years ago. Uh, so it is an organized amateurism, you know, league. Uh, and uh, you started having clubs pop up everywhere. Um, Germany is, uh, in Europe, the biggest football nation, uh, like 100%. And um, you have, you know, you had the league, so you had the U19, um, where you play from 15 to 19, like the kind of like the high school ages, and everything below 15. Back in the day when I played, it was flag football. So I started playing flag football when I was 12, and I got introduced... Um, when I started, it was the NFA, the NFA Europe was still active, right? So they had this uh, school flag football 
tournament or program. So actually I was, you know, being this little soccer guy, obviously every German guy played soccer before and then you see a football in school for the first time. I said, like, what is this? You know, what kind of form does this, football, this ball has? <laughs> and then uh, you start, you know, throwing around with it. I liked it, fell in love with the sport. And then I, then you kind of just look up a club nearby. We don't have hundreds of clubs in the city. So Berlin has like around like four or five clubs, football clubs, and that's the most, right, for a city. So you look it up and then I played for the Berlin Atlas. I joined them. I did pretty good in the, at an early age where my coach said, man, Get your ass over to the U.S. to a, like a high school, and and just try. And I was like, all right, but I was like, let's do it, you know. And then I told my parents about it. They said, you're fucking crazy. We have no money. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, I didn't think about that, you know. So, but then the end of year back in the day had this like scholarship program. They placed me at a rich school at Connecticut, Salisbury School. It's an all boys boarding school in the middle of Connecticut. The school cost like fifty five thousand dollars. So the city boy with no money. Had a culture shock. Goddamn, you know, like it was a. But I'm so thankful because that was my opportunity, and um, to go to Florida State. So hold on, they have so the World League had these schools that I assume said, "Hey, if you guys get anybody that's good, we'll take like a uh, study abroad type situation." Or exactly. like, oh, okay, exactly. cool. Did you? So you just lived at the school. You didn't have to live with a family or anything. You just had a dorm. No. Exactly. You live at the school. Uh, it's a little campus. These private boarding schools, especially like in, New, in the New England area, um, there's a lot of them. Uh, and you live on the you know, on campus. It's like a mini college. And then you get the Florida State out of it. I mean, you. What was it? Your that son? was another. That was another culture shock from going to. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, especially in your Florida State. But it was also the best decision of my life. That's what I'm saying. Like looking back, I experienced so much the last 12 years being away from home and then I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change one little chapter of it, you know? Congratulations, dude. How'd you meet your wife? Was it high school or is it, is she? I met her in 10th grade before, like, so this was a story. Oh. I was in 10th grade, I was 15 years old. I was like, man, in six months, I'm out of here. So obviously a 15 year old, 16 year old boy still trying to have fun, you know, before he leaves Germany. Of course. Then I fell in love with oh, my wife. No. You know, it was my first love. And then I said, damn, I still need to leave, though. And she stayed with me and made us closer. We had this, like, long-distance relationship. After, like, every two or three months, I traveled back during my high school time back home because they had these longer breaks, like Christmas breaks and summer breaks and, you know, like, whatever. Like, there was a few, like, a few time, like, periods where I had, like, two or three weeks back home. Made us close, and I said, effort. You want to marry me when I was 19 years old? So I married her when I was 19, took her to Florida State, and the rest is history. Three we just got our third child, uh, the first boy, so we're living our life over here. Let's go! Wow! Hey, man. That's like you experienced like uh, German. You didn't even know that, right? Being your teammate for three years. Yeah, you I did. I knew. <laughs> Listen, I knew. Okay, Bjorn, I so, was... So, you need to stop lying to your fans. No, listen, <laughs> Bjorn. Hey, listen, Bjorn. You hear me? What? You have an Oculus? Do you have an Oculus? I need to get one. I need to get one. Can we play each other in ping pong? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can. You need okay, because this is the next thing. The elephant in the room. Let's clear the air. Pat, stop lying. I'm going to use your platform right now. No. Pat McAfee, what you call them? Um, um, uh, mafia members? What do you guys call them? Yeah, yeah. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, the guy. Okay, whatever okay. you want to say. Yeah. Um, so the story is... Pat McAfee and I played ping pong. He was, eh, he was average. So we stopped playing. I whooped his ass. <laughs> oh, he left. 
he <laughs> bought, he didn't play me in a few weeks and I was like hey why you don't want to play me because he got frustrated you know he went into the special teams meeting in the morning like all mad and you know Pat Pat never gets mad right <laughs> so Pat got mad every day when I beat him up so he his day was you know ruined so then he got that robo whatever like the machine he talked about <laughs> he literally got that but now my story is oh. after that you got better but I still will check no <laughs> Ten games, I win eight. No! And how do you guys count over there? I, I, what, is eight, you know, what number is eight? Is that one I over there? I have a witness. Adam Vinatieri is my witness. Oh, I know you guys are all buddies. Don't even get that. But Adam Vinatieri, what? Listen, Pat. Let me speak out. Yeah, you got it. You're right. You're right. You made it a German-American thing, and I remember you said, "Hey, America." Back-to-back -back world champs shirt on every day. Right. I remember you made you made it a German-American thing, Not and me. then the look in Adam Vinatieri's face after you lost, though, oh. was amazing oh. because you disappointed your teammate, fellow American Adam Vinatieri, big time every time. Listen, <laughs> all right, Bjorn. All right, this is what we got. All do. right, my, that's my story. Uh, your truth is interesting. The, uh, <laughs> do you have the Oculus, Bjorn, or not? We gotta I know, but I get it. If I can't whoop your ass. You, you, well, you can't. Okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> hey, I will give you a couple weeks, though, like I did with the robot, with the Oculus. We'll is it real, though? Is, is, it, is it real motions? Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. It's real. Really? But, yeah, but you got to get past it for like... Like the first couple weeks, you'll like you'll think it's a little bit different, but then once you just start acting as if, like it's no, real, no, no, no. it's I real. Pat, you got to be at the Super Bowl this year, probably, right? You always gonna, you always at the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe. I mean, I wasn't at last year's, but you know, Uncle COVID came. Well, you guys shut down over there. But, but yeah, we we were in a total lockdown. Like we we is just now the last couple of days easing up where we can go outside. <laughs> we were in a Jeez. in a huge lockdown. Hey, congrats! Hey, congrats! You made it out. You got it. Big win. You made it. You beat COVID. We made it. We made it. I'll be at the uh, Super Bowl though. Yeah, what's, you're going to the Super Bowl. So uh, probably. So we need to. We need to. We need to yeah. find a ping pong table there. Yeah. Stream that thing. Yeah. You have your American fan base. I have my German fan base. Yeah. And make it a big event. Okay. See, this is what I was thinking though. Forget the Super Bowl. All right. Super Bowl's cool. But to get a place, to get a place for us to get a you know a little bit of a haul, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be expensive as hell. Super Bowl week, especially in LA. I think I should come to Germany. Don't you think? Shouldn't we come to Germany and get a place you, here? You guys definitely need to come. You and WWE, that's big over here. I mean, you, you should just get your ass over here, make a tour. We make an event out of it. There's going to be a few thousand people there. I'm 100% I'm sure. I'm that's what we do. So that's what we do. Here All we right. go. So let's, you get, I know you've been, uh, you know, dadding and wifing and, uh, or, and, and, and husbanding, sorry, and uh, podcasting and TVing and late night showing and everything like that. I've been I've been playing. Okay, so why don't you get some time in? No, All right. I've been playing too. No, man. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Home. Every German has a ping pong table at home. Is that oh, the thing? Everybody. Is that the thing? Not everybody, way? but a lot of people have it. If you have some space, you usually have a ping pong table at home. Yeah, it's like a thing, right? Growing up over there, I feel like every German I've met has been good at ping pong. That's like a real yeah. thing. Yeah, we we like to play ping pong for some reason. 
and soccer, which, by the way, is like my childhood. Yeah. Ty, what's up? Bjorn, you're talking about like uh, coming over and not knowing any English. Uh, how hard was it like acclimating to the locker room, whether it was like in high school and then Florida State or with the Colts? Like, I imagine that was like a pretty uh, daunting experience when you don't really know the language that well. You had to be pretty confident with how good of a football player you were. Yeah, you. I mean, obviously, it was always the why are we bringing in a German soccer player to play American football, right? In, the, in high school, they have also this little, like, financial budget where they can recruit players because it's a private boarding school. They have different rules. And obviously, I, I get there and everybody's like, this German guy, why we spend money on him, you know? <laughs> so you always say, you know, you can, obviously you feel that. And then the next phase was you had, you had to shut them up first, you know? Uh, so then... At Florida State, it was the same thing, right? Why are we getting a German at the Colts too, right? I mean, it's always like that, right? And especially with the Colts, I played three years only. I know the American, especially the Colts fan base, is not happy about it. You know, we can talk about that too. I have no problem. No. Uh, hey, Bjorn. No, no, no. Don't let don't let a couple people don't let a couple people saying something bad no, reflect no, no, no. an entire it's okay. fan base. It's okay because you know what I. I lived my dream, man. It was amazing. I had a great time. Pat, you were a big part of it. You know, we always sitting, you know, you always joined us. I was sitting next to Adam Vinatieri, great guy. I mean, great teammate. Hey, did you, you watch him played. in the NFL Europe? Did you watch him in NFL Europe? Yes. You know, like I grew up to, I grew up to the NFL Europe, you know. But you shit, you know how that goes. You just talked about it, right? It's it's hard to stay in the league, man. The body shuts down, competition is high, man. My knees are fucked. Yeah, my back is fucked. I'm feeling it right now. You know, like the people over here know it. So it's like can't change it. You know, you can't. You, you can only control the things you can control. And you know what? Um, I did them all. Then also the natural way we talked about, like right, total was a big topic over here in our podcast too. I couldn't practice without total. Ugh. I couldn't practice without it. You know what I'm saying? That was in my mind. So and I. After practice, practice yeah. Bjorn, you were taking it every day, bro. I was taking the pills and the games. I took the shots, and then oh, they were trying to give me all the other stuff. And then listen, when I when I got cut by Coach P, Coach Pagano, I know he was in the show. Shout uh, shout out to Coach P. He cut my ass, uh, you know. And then uh, <laughs> and then uh, I went to the Jaguars, and then I was going down there and I was like, "Hey, you guys have total on training camp." You know, I was like, "I need it. I need it to the tra training camp." He said, like, "Wait, we don't do total down here like that." I was like, "What do you mean?" And then, of course, everybody takes it, you know? And, uh, That's and, what I thought. That's what they do it that way. So then they cut me, man. I was like, man, my body says goodbye to this sport. I had a few, you know, workouts, everything. But I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to put more stuff into my body. I'm still a young guy. I still, I already had my, my first, uh, you know, child. I had my wife. I was like, I sacrificed a lot for the sport, and it's time to go. Time to say goodbye. But now I'm blessed, obviously, to talk about it yeah. every day. And it's, 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 it's amazing, you know? And actually, I have a non-profit, Gridiron Imports. Um, you don't know that. Um, yeah, I did. I, I did my research. I knew that. You I, did? Yeah, I knew you that. Did. I love okay, we, GI. We, we started that five years ago uh, with my ex-high school, uh, my, Chris Anderson, my old high school coach. And, and we both started because we wanted to give more international players, you know, like a pathway, you know, like, like build the bridge. Man, we have like over 30 Division One players out of Europe already the last five-year plays. And there's so many more kids who just decided, man, I can do it, you know, because I was one of the first with Sebastian Farmer. Mm -hmm. and, See, uh, I did uh, know about it. Look at that. Yeah. We had this yeah. thing ready to go. And uh, there was there's also other programs, but, like, back in the day, it wasn't 
normal for a kid to say, you know what, I leave my country at a young age because you had the NFL Europe, right? That was kind of like, hey, I'm staying home and I make the NFL Europe and hopefully through the NFL Europe, I make a practice squad, you know, I get the practice squad spot, you know? And there were a few guys who made it, but then like me and a few other guys, Kisimi Dabali, Martin Zocha, Sebastian Former, um, they started to go, yeah. you know, to, directly to college or high school and then to college. And this is what we were trying to do because you asked me earlier, what's the difference in the system? Your high school system is just made to produce athletes. You know, the U.S. high school system, I love the U.S. high school system because you have your sports fields, your gym, everything on campus, and you bond with other students. Over here, you go to school. I didn't, I'll be honest, I had friends in school, but I didn't do anything with them because after that, I left to go to my club team. My club team I had to drive there. We had practice at night, drive 30, 45 minutes to the practice fields and get back home late. I had to go get my own gym, you know, like do all the extra stuff. We, do, we don't have these things like local at the school. So that's the big difference why America obviously is producing great athletes in, in any sports, you know. Yeah, so, I, Bjorn, by the way, I think the cultural differences is something that is just so intriguing to the story as well. And I think, you know, you being from Berlin and then going and experience what the, the richest of whites in America. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's probably what you're experiencing there. And then the Florida State uh, locker room and then the Colts locker room as well. You're like set up perfect, man, to tell your story for the rest of your life because of how inspiring it is. It's going to be tough, though, when you have to end that whole thing with then one of my teammates who was very nice to me for numerous years while I was taking Tordal every single day. I didn't know that, by the way. That's a bad teammate. <laughs> I should have known that was happening, by the way. I, I, I might have been like, every day? I don't know, man. Don't I, I might have said that. that. But then the story's going to end. Then he came over to Germany, and he... Uh, he just ragdolled me in pink ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be tough, Bjorn, but we're going to have to make it happen. I, uh, we have to make it happen. I appreciate you so much, Bjorn. Good luck over there. As the NFL continues to grow over there, I'm excited to see what they do alongside you. And uh, I'm so thankful. Can't wait to get over to Germany and see you, bub. Yeah, the NFL better do the game next year in Germany. Then you guys need to come over again. Oh, yeah. But then how do I watch all the other games? What am I going to do then? You can watch it on TV where we where we sit at. I invite you to the studio on Cruise Max. You know where we do the live games. Uh, we can we hey, we have the Game Pass. We have we have the Zone. Oh, you know the okay. Zone, right? Oh, yeah, the I know the Zone. Big zone. It, too. Yeah, it's big. We worked there. a little bit for the Zone, so we have a few outlets where you can watch the games now these days. Let's you know? go. That's what we'll do. So, we'll go to Germany. Have a great I time. I take care of you guys. Come it, over. I take care of you guys. We're in Munich. The studio's in Munich. You guys drink a few. I know you like your beer. Oh, uh, hey, hey, drink a couple Hey, maybe go down to the uh, Hofbrau House down there in Square, in the Square down there. You can do it. And maybe you come over because the game is, I mean, the time was supposed to be in October, November. They're looking at if they do it in Munich, the Oktoberfest is going on. Jeez. <laughs> hey, we're talking later, husband. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Like, and, and you're definitely going to be in one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Bjorn Werner. Yeah. Thank you, Bjorn. <laughs> Joining us right now is a man who has been an insider for the actual insiders. A man who's a former Packer, a friend of Aaron Rodgers, and a man who has been breaking a lot of news in this entire Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers situation. So much so that Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio, who we were just talking about, said maybe this guy should be the mediator between the Packers oh. and Aaron Rodgers. Smart. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, James Jones. Yeah! Yeah! How are you, man? 
What's going on, fellas? How you doing? AJ, what's good, man? What's up, James? I see you making the headlines all over the place, man. I'm proud of you. Hey, man, I'm just trying to be like you two up there, man. Big time. You and Pat got it going, man. I'm just trying to be like y'all. That's it. James, <laughs> listen, I know you're a good guy, and I appreciate you complimenting <laughs> us, but that is not true at all. Let's talk about some of the things that you've been making headlines for. Uh, whenever you get asked about Aaron Rodgers, which is going to happen, you won a Super Bowl with him, you and him had a great relationship on the field, off the field, you're kind of put in the same position that AJ's been put in every single day. How hard is it balancing what you know, what you can see, Say, what you can't say and when you get asked how often do you have to come up with new answers because I assume this has been on repeat here for the last couple of weeks yeah it's very hard because I mean and as both of you guys know being in the locker room man it's the bro code you know what I mean you you don't you don't never give up too much you know what I mean but you try to you know enlighten the fans and enlighten the people out there you know in on the situation so that's what I try to do I mean I talk to Aaron a lot. Uh, just, so does AJ. Talk to him a lot. But, um, you know, a lot of the conversations is private. You can't bring all that stuff to the TV. You know what I'm saying? But that's why out of all those conversations, everybody's like, man, what do you think is going to happen? I do, from talking to him, I do believe it's, it's fixable just because of the conversations that we have. And that's why I come on TV and say the things that I say. Before AJ, who has a question, I know that, I would like to say that you and AJ both seem to be one of the only people that are like hey this is fixable this is this is something that you both think is going to be fixable have you did you read the pro football talk article uh blog from mike florio that was like maybe the packers reach out to james jones and james jones is wedding crashers let's put our swords down <laughs> yeah. have you thought of that is that any has that been a conversation and what do you think potentially it's going to take to make this whole thing come back around you know, I, I, I didn't read the article, but I, I, I've got a lot of calls and everybody's been reaching out to me on, the Packers? You know, on, on that on that situation, man. A couple of guys over there, man, on that situation. But um, I do believe if they call me, I'm telling you right now on the Pat McAfee show, if they call me, me and Aaron Rodgers relationship, I do believe. That I could get this thing right. Whoa! Get him in there! Put it on the ticker! What do you got, AJ? Hey, Aaron Rodgers is my dog. AJ's my dog. Pat, you my dog. But listen, I feel like if I sat down in this room with all with the GM and Aaron, I'll get this thing done. Aaron Rodgers will be at the center throwing some balls. All right, AJ. Good luck. Hey. What do they need to say to you, James? And in, so in the article Pat is referencing, they said, oh, I think you posed the question, does Aaron Rodgers want James Jones to be the mediator? And if the Packers reach out to James and you guys all sit in a room and you sit in the middle of, uh, of all of them, can you make things work? Like, what do you, If the Packers did reach out, what would they need to say to you? What would they do? Well, say to me, I mean, <laughs> hey, just hey, book me a ticket and I'm there, AJ. That's all they got to say to me. No, but hey. I mean, I haven't talked to Aaron Rodgers like, hey, man, let's get in the room. Let, let's go to Green Bay. Let's meet with you. I, I haven't talked to him about that. The, the Packers have not reached out to me like, hey, man, we want you in on this whole situation. I'm just saying the relationship that I have with 12, you know, the way me and 12 have been working for the last last 10 years, I just feel like I have a great relationship with him that, man, we can sit down, man, and iron out whatever needs to be ironed out and get him back in that Packer uniform in that locker room, man. I just – I'm confident about that, you know, with my relationship with 12, that we, we can get that going, man. And you know how I was in the locker room, AJ. 
talk to everybody. I was crazy in the locker room. If the joke's on you, the joke's on you, man. I always kept it real, try to keep it real still to this day, man. So I think that I could come in there, man, and, and get this thing fixed, man, you know? Hey, wouldn't that be awesome, by the way? I mean, you would, they'd build a statue of you. Oh, yeah. You get a statue in Green Bay. These fans, I mean, every other day, it's a new report from somebody who has a credible, you know, job title or anything like that saying, this one's going to be, This is. he's not going to be a Green Bay Packer. He's not going to be a Green Bay Packer. I don't think anybody truly knows what the hell this outcome's going to be, but it's great to hear that you talking to Aaron, being one of Aaron's friends, and AJ as well, who's one of, like, they, this can get ironed out. I, I wonder if Packers fans, Ty, did you guys give up hope maybe until this just happened right here? James says, hey, listen, at 89 Jones, NTAF, never think about failure. I'm very optimistic. You get us in a the room, there will be no failure. There'll be a success story of Aaron Rodgers being a Packer for five more years. Is that what you're thinking? I mean, I had been kind of slipping towards the, hey, he's gone, but you oh, know, no. you, you hear it from a guy like James. I, you know, that's all I want to hear. I'll take that to the bank. Hey, you hear that? The front office, get him in the building. Get him in the him building. And get 12's ass under center for next year. Make, make him fly you private too, James. Don't don't be taking any commercial flight in there. If it, it, don't don't just say just a ticket. You want one of them planes that they flew out to meet Aaron on three different times, allegedly, that whole thing. Um, do you hey, s- hey, AJ, you see how big time Pat got? He, he can't fly, fly coach no more. He got to no. fly private. No, no. Yeah. No, he no. doesn't know what it's like. Yeah, no, he, no. he forgets what it's like to fly commercial. Yeah, well, maybe. Definitely I forget what it's like to fly coach commercial. That ain't, <laughs> that ain't, that ain't, that ain't happening, okay? I, I kicked too many balls against the side of a house for too long to do that with these knees. But you, if you're bringing Aaron back to the Packers, I think they should fly you on one of those Ursa 727 yeah. jets. This is something that seems, you, you know, when Mark Murphy comes out and says like he's a complicated fella I think we all understand like okay maybe the situation is complicated but you feel uh, do you ever feel like why is Mark Murphy saying this like do you ever think that like why are you saying this publicly or do you think he's forced to say this type of shit you know what I think just you know where we at right now in the whole situation with Aaron Rodgers man every any little thing you say everybody's blowing it up and saying oh shoot Mark Murphy hates him or Mark is crazy Hey, me and AJ know Mark Murphy personally, man. Mark is a great dude. Mark always reaches out to the former players that re- that play for the Packers. I mean, he still reaches out to my wife, calls my family, all that good stuff, man. So when I heard Mark say that, man, Mark's trying to crack some jokes up there, have a little humor and all that. I don't, I don't read nothing into that with Mark, you know. And then with me, my main focus is, is how can we get him back in the building, period. I'm not looking at all this small talk stuff that people are saying. How can we get 12? Back in the building, under center, happy, ready to go, compete, and try to win some Super Bowls. Period. Go ahead, Ty. James, I think uh, it was it was a quote from you after the Mark Murphy saying he's complicated, and you said something along the lines of like, "Well, he's he's only complicated if you don't really have a relationship with him." Yeah. So they need to build that relationship. Do you think that's even possible at this point? Uh, after all the stuff we've heard, and is that maybe one of the reasons why you think you need to be there as like a, a mediator to help things because we're kind of so far past that point? Well, yeah, and, and, and when Mark Murphy said that, I, I said on TV, too, what situation isn't complicated? I mean, it's a lot of guys that hold out. It's a complicated situation because we're talking about my money. We're talking about my career. We're talking about what I want, and we're talking about an organization of what they want to give you, what they think, and all that. So, yeah, you're going to bump heads. It's going to be a little complicated, but as me and AJ both know, 
hey, A-Rod is a great dude. I even hate when these little articles come out and, and, and say things about him like this, man, because if you really know Aaron and you really have a relationship with Aaron, Aaron got your back. Aaron going to ride with you no matter what. He going to be there for you no matter what. He going to be there for your family no matter what. He's he's a great dude. So I hate hearing little stuff little stuff like that, man. And, I, and that's why I didn't really read too much into Mark Murphy's comment because I know the relationship that I have with Aaron. And you're right. If they build that relationship, man, they'll get this thing fixed. And if they need me to come in there, I'll say it again. They need me to come in there. I'll get it done, man. I, I, I believe you. I, I believe that you could get it done. But do you, is there any one person that you think you could zero in? Like, is it Mark Murphy? Is it Goody? I know Russ Ball is there. People don't talk a lot about Russ Ball in this situation. Is there one Is there one person that Aaron needs to mend a relationship more than another? Yeah, for me, man, I think it would have to be Goody. I think it would have to be Goody, man. I think I think the relationship with Goody is the one that really needs to be ironed out, really needs to be fixed. You know, I, I'm I'm not sure on how his relationship is with Coach LaFleur and Mark Murphy, but I'm, I'm assuming that relationship is relationship is good. But hey, the GM of the football team, he calls a lot of the shots. AJ, we all know that. You know what I mean? So I think that's the first guy you need to start with. So if Goody need me to come out there and sit down and meet with him, get this thing. Get this thing started off on the right foot, man. And, you know, everybody walking out of the room with smiles on their face, ready to go win some championships, you know, just let me know. Hey, need a glue guy, by the way. Happy to hear that not only were you incredible on the field, you were also incredible in the locker room. That is a necessity for every great team. But the the thought of you saying Goody or whatever, because in that Kenny Main Sports Center, last Sports Center conversation, he said, you know, I love my teammates. I love my coaches. Mm-hmm. I love the fans. You know, so none of us really knew who he left out there because management or is it front office? Is it, you know, corp? Like, who is it? Uh, the fact you think it's Goody, I think that is also pretty eye-opening for all of us as well because yeah. Andrew Brandt said the GM job for the Green Bay Packers is the most powerful general manager job in the NFL because you just got to go to a board and they're like, yeah, do whatever you got to do, basically. Is that why? You think because Goody has made all these decisions potentially or does it go before Goody as well? Yeah, I I just think, you know, all the years that I played there, any situation that happened like this, Ted Thompson always dealt with. You know what I mean? Uh Rest in peace, Ted Thompson. But Ted Thompson was the guy who dealt with these situations. Yeah, you have your coaches. Yeah, you have your teammates. Yeah, you have Mark Murphy, the president, and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, Ted Thompson is the one that deals with these situations. And that's why I say I feel like it needs to start with Goody. However it has to start, you know, whatever you have to do. And that's why I said on TV the other day, Goody, whatever you have to do. Hey, swallow your pride. You know, 12-2. I don't know what's going on. Hey, put the pride aside. Let's fix out what we can fix. Fix what we got to fix. And let's go get this thing done so we can compete and win some championships for the next three, four, five years, however many years Aaron Rodgers is in the game. Hey, you're the best. Love watching you on TV. Love following along at 89JonesNTAF. You're the best, dude. We appreciate you. Not a problem, man. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, AJ, brother. All right, you too, James. Keep killing it on TV, man. Ladies and gentlemen, James Jones. Hey, so sorry to interrupt. I just want to let you know that you're the hiring expert for your company. Me? You. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. Take all the stress and all the time and everything out of making the right decision for the future of your company, you need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need 
Indeed. Yeah. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Wow. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately. And Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. That's a lot of time saved. That's more than a quarter time saved. Yeah. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Sounds good to me. Get started right now and... With a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash P-A-T. Get a $75 credit at I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash P-A-T. Indeed.com slash Pat. $75 credit. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions obviously apply. If you want to hire somebody to grow your business, to make your dream come true faster and better, you need Indeed. Indeed.com com slash pat seventy five dollar credit. Let's get back to the show. Shout out to the hammered down boys. How we doing? How we betting? Who's playing right now? Hungry Portugal. What are they doing? Are they hungry or are they losing? Another cagey affair. Uh, oh, see, don't say. CR seven, missed an absolute sitter inside. So the Cristiano Ronaldo is playing. So I would have watched this game if it wasn't on at the exact time as our show. I assume there are people choosing to do that instead of watch our show. I Completely was. understandable. We we it's all good. Mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo at least makes you turn on the uh, the game because mm-hmm. Portugal's playing. And also, hungry, 100% capacity. That stadium's supposed to be wide open, I guess, what they're saying. Okay, let's go. So maybe there is something that draws you into that game in this Euros. Not, there hasn't been much, but maybe that's something that draws you in. And the score is? 0-0. Zero, zero. See, okay. that's what that's I'm saying. That's the problem. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We need a us American doofuses. Okay, and we talked about this at ad nauseum at this point. Yeah, us American doofuses need to see, you know, people succeeding to enjoy a sport. I think that is just something yeah. that we need to see. Now, in this particular case, hey, the goalie's standing on his head in this game. Yeah, true, yeah. huh? How Play about very the, well? Huh? And how about the defense? Huh? It's been oh, stopped. Unbelievable. the bus. Oh, the communication too, the movement, yeah. the ball movement, the yeah, possession. String. The possession has been unbelievable. Oh. On a string, they look like that flat back four there. That's the succeeding that we need to watch and enjoy, right? Absolutely. Three o'clock is the banger of the first set of matches, though. What is it? This is the one we've been waiting for: Germany, France. Oh, we're pulling for Germany for sure. Oh. Let's go, German. Okay. Are we? Let's go, German soccer team. Yeah. Let's go, Deutschland. Deutschland. Oh, Deutschland. Deutschland. Yeah. 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 A lot of Germans watching the show right now. Thank you. Hey, Thank listen. you, Germany. Hey, listen. France is in a bad spot. Mbappe and another guy are in, in a bunch Giroux. of beef, right? Yeah. Have they gotten back on the same page here? Or are they is, is the French squad potentially in complete turmoil, disarray? I mean, there's always scandals when it comes to the French national squad. Benzema just came back after being gone for six years. 
because of the sex scandal, he was kicked off the team. He's still able to play six years later? He hasn't played for six years. They just brought him back for this tournament. So this, I remember him from old school FIFA, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Benzema? Benzema? With Ronaldo. Yeah, he's been in Real since then, pretty much. And France kicked him off because of a sex scandal? There was a sex tape scandal between players in 2014. Bit of a... (laughs) What's the word? Not bribery. Um, blackmail. Blackmail. There like, I'm going to let this sex tape out if you don't. You know. Who said that? The French soccer teammate. team? No, teammates. there was teammates doing that to each other. So why'd Benzema get you? Benzema was the one telling that to another teammate? What side was he on? He was a part of it. Okay. He was the one saying, hey, we'll leak this? Yeah. Oh, Benzema's oh, fucking petty, dude. Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Come on, Benzema. I, I, I kind of like that the French, who are known to be petty, I think, Suspended a guy because he was, I mean, illegally being an illegal right. level of petty. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Okay, he's back, though? Yeah, he's back. Is that other guy gone, I'd assume? No, they're all there. Well, not the guy that was involved, but Giroud's there. He's there. Mbappe's there. That's why there's too many strikers. That's why everyone's all pissed off. Did the sex tape ever get out? I'd never seen it. Also, Benzema did not put the sex tape out. Let me check. This is it. See, this is interesting now. Yeah, that's why That's why everyone's saying it doesn't matter with France. There's always something. Like when they got, that's a bad dressing room. It, if it, you got one guy holding a sex tape over yeah. another guy's head. Well, in 2020, when 2010, they got into the World Cup because of the handball by Henri, remember, against Ireland. Oh, hey, don't ball. you talk about Thierry Henri yeah, like come that. On. Yeah. New York Red Bulls legend. Yeah. He was so that's good right. for the Red Bull. Yeah. I, I wore the number 14, and I uh, enjoyed scoring goals. So I was also a uh, – I was more like a Rue Van Nisselrooy type player. Oh, okay. Yeah, he looks okay. like he could still play. He's on the coaching staff with Netherlands. He looks great. Is he there just in case uh COVID outbreak? Because that was Motor City Dan Campbell said. He's bringing on a lot of ex co- our ex-players to coach just yep. in case COVID shows back up next season. Mm-hmm. They need Smart. a coach to play. Smart. Is Rue Van Nisselrooy still kicking a ball around? He him? looks like he could still bang one in. He just parked it right up front. I love this style. I was like, that's what I'm doing. I'm a fucking scorer. Yeah, give me the ball. Get the ball to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's have a little bit of respect here. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, big soccer fan, AJ Hawk. Hey. AJ, how are you, pal? Are you watching these Euros, dude? France and Germany play. The Germans are about to beat the hell out of the French here in a couple hours. Well, I would like to watch uh, Ronaldo play, but I know he's on right now. But with that, going back to the sex tape situation, <laughs> how does this? How does his teammate have a sex tape of another teammate, or were they together? The Eiffel Tower, some poor gal. What happened? It is France. No pun intended. It is. France. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Well AJ. Said, but for real, how does you? How do you blackmail a teammate with a sex tape? Why did this guy film it for somebody else? Good on it. This is his first sentence on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, back to well, the Eiffel uh, Tower. <laughs> Some poor gal. <laughs> I saw uh, Taylor Twellerman on Get Up this morning with your guy Green. Taylor, I found his name. <laughs> Taylor who? Taylor did a Taylor did a great job. Of, so I, I, what is his last name? Taylor Twellerman. Yeah, you nailed it there. I really don't mean to mess it up. What is it? Twellerman. Taylor Twellerman. <laughs> Same thing, but he's great. On TV. He, is, he did a good job of. Uh, I guess he how Gump was laying out France always being kind of in scandal. Taylor did that like in ten seconds. He went through all of that. It was really good. Maybe want to watch the game. Okay, AJ, welcome to the show. Yeah, AJ Tornado. I think that was a minute and ten seconds. When I was watching, you had me dialed up here, and I was watching the show. I'm like, I want to. I need to jump in here. I need to know some. I got some questions. <laughs> here, man. I had a lot, I had a lot of questions too because. 
I immediately thought the way Gumpy said it was potentially two teammates made a sex tape together. And then somebody was going to leak it on somebody else potentially yeah. that was in the video. But I don't think that was the case. Diggs just did some research. Diggs just did some digging into the sex tape sitch in the French soccer team six years ago, by the way. Apparently the blackmailers approached Benzema to force the his teammates to pay the blackmailers because they were childhood friends with Benzema. Oh. And instead, the teammate went to the police, and then how know. did they get the the footage? It doesn't say. The here. footage has never been released. I see only two people in it. Who filmed it? And what? Zeke's got the whole video. <laughs> yeah, he, he watch. <laughs> no, no, Zeke. I don't think he, 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 oh, something else. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Something else. I don't know if you should be watching Zeke. that, but the, especially on our internet. I mean, please <laughs> don't be get doing the, that. I want out of here. here. But anyways, that would make me want to watch the French team play, especially if Benzema's back. But sounds like soccer just stinks right now. It's not the World Cup. It stinks. I don't know what to say. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I watched the Concafa. Yeah. Of course. We watched the Concafa. America won. But AJ, um, let's get past the, you know, sex tape collusion, I'd assume, <laughs> is what Benzema was charged with well there. Well said. With the, uh, he was kind of caught in the middle between a, uh, a rock and a, <laughs> a hard place. The, um, you know what I mean? So that was good. That's a good way to put a little bow tie yeah. on that. AJ, let's talk about something that broke this morning. Um, Jason Albright. Mm-hmm. Ben. Benjamin Albright. <laughs> Benjamin Albright. Okay, I, I, that's why I did look over to see it. Benjamin Albright, who's in Denver. He works for the team's flagship station in Denver. He also has another radio station he works for. I assume he's a blogger. Seems like he knows his stuff is at Albright NFL. Seems like he's been dialed into the situation. He dropped a bomb yesterday, Albright said. He said it's 60-40, 60% chance he ends up at Denver this year. Uh, says it's where Aaron wants to be, and I guess his sources are telling him it's 60-40 at this point. Uh, shout out to Benjamin Albright. Uh, I have no idea how you put a 60-40 percentage on something. That is awesome. That's like 50-50, but you're leaning one way, I guess. So is it really a bomb if you're leaning? But I like that Albright's saying, hey, Denver Broncos are still in this whole thing. Just a couple days after Von Miller having to answer about this because Von Miller said, hey, we got Drew Locke right now. You can't get caught up in the Aaron Rodgers conversation. It's kind of tough to do. It is all because who your quarterback is is such a big deal. That guy is the leader of your team. If it's going to be Drew Locke, it's going to be Drew Locke, okay? And that's how the teammates have to act. And then when Aaron gets there, they'll say, hey, Aaron's our guy. But do you see Aaron moving, AJ? And do you see him being a Bronco? I mean, if the Broncos come after him, like, I guess so this guy who put the report out, I assume he has sources inside the Broncos facility. We'd so assume. We'd have to, right? He may, I guess, is he saying, like, the Broncos are going hardest at Aaron? Like, they're going to the Packers trying to find a way to make it happen? Like, is that's what I'm guessing he's hearing, right? I, I'm waiting the next Albright bomb that mm-hmm. says the Broncos offered this for the Packers. You know, because that came out Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks. The Bears made an offer for Russell Wilson. Allegedly. Allegedly. We don't know what's real and what isn't real, but that has not been disputed since it was broken. And the Seattle Seahawks turned that down. Will there come a time where the Denver Broncos 
actually make an offer and will we ever learn about it? I guess we'll just sit and wait and see if AJ Hawk will ever tell us any piece of information yeah. for his best yeah. friend. What do you have, you, Connor? You probably think the offers would be similar to that Bears offer, right? Like three firsts and a couple starters to, in order to get Rodgers? Or would you even do more than that? If you're the Denver Broncos and you're, what, George Patton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. George Patton's in there with uh, John Elway over – he was promoted above oh. – the GM. Right. Is he in this conversation as well? Can he tell George, like, hey, when we got paid, it made everybody's life easier, dude. If you can just, if you can just, if you can get Aaron, what I would recommend is former GM of this place that won the Super Bowl, if you can get like a Peyton Manning, just go ahead and do it. And George was like, gotcha. It's a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to go get Aaron Rodgers. If, is that what, is it? Because at this point, how long are people still like going to, I mean, almost, I don't want to say like, I feel like people are trolling now at this point. Like, how long are people going to continue to make an effort to get Aaron Rodgers, you think? You know, like, how long? I mean, how long up until, this- at least up until the start of the season, if nothing's happened by then. I think so, too, right? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. And if you're the Broncos, if you're Vic Fangio, I don't know how much power he has, like, when it comes to acquisitions and things like this, but don't you think he is doing whatever he can? Yeah, of course. Drew Locke may be the guy. He may end up being their franchise QB, but Aaron Rodgers is out there. I'm Vic Fangio. I'm thinking I need to – I need to give this town some hope. I need to win some games. Who better than Aaron Rodgers to do that? Hey, Drew Locke, by the way, might be Aaron Rodgers 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. yeah. Legitimately might be. Who knows? He has all the swagger, has the ability. Everybody says, I've not watched enough film. He could be Aaron. But if you can get Aaron next year, I mean, you go ahead and you get Aaron right now and say, hey, Drew, hey, listen, you were going to back up Teddy maybe or start or whatever. Now you get to sit behind Aaron here for a couple of years and let's go ahead and figure this whole thing out or just move along. But the the Packers fans, every day that goes by that nothing is said is just an I know because we're going to get attacked for talking about this right now. Have to, <laughs> by the way. Gotta have to. It's gotta a fucking daily it. show. It's an NFL show. We got to talk about it. What's up, Nick? Uh, speaking about trolling, Aaron just did uh, media with Tom for the match with Bryson and everything. He's wearing a shirt that says, I'm offended. Oh yes! Wow. Okay, I so saw that I, on Twitter. Yeah, I saw a couple clips. Uh, the one, the host of the thing, asked Aaron, you know, it's off season. How it's going? Seems like it's been pretty good. And Aaron uh, kayfabe that whole thing. Basically, said it's nice to get away. Uh, it's nice to go do your own thing, live a peaceful life. Basically, kind of mocking the situation, but also I assume taking talking pretty serious as well. Kind of disappearing from everything for a little bit, uh, and then the I'm offended shirt. And I think Tom. Uh, took a couple casual shots at Aaron as well. Uh, he talked about uh, one particular hole, maybe, where Aaron, what he said, he's not used to going for it or something like that, mocking the field goal decision right. uh, from the playoff game. So the banter's just, you know, going. I wonder, you know, if there's a conversation beforehand between Tom and Aaron about what can, what can't, like Bryson and Phil, like what can, what can't, you know, I wonder if there's that conversation or if. You know, what if Tom cuts a promo legit in this oh. whole thing? That would be awesome if he just... You Is know, it still going on? I'm not 100% sure. I assume they have a couple more before the July 6th thing now. Were, you know? Was Bryson and Phil on that? I yes. doubt yeah. it. Yeah. The US Open. It they was were. all four of them, and then the host was down here to the left. Yeah, Tom was catty core mm-hmm. with Aaron. Of course. kind of like this. You know what I mean? They're kind of like that. Yeah. That's how it works. That's catty core. Is it? I think so. Hey, a lot of people not showing up at camps, dude. Aaron's not the only one. Aaron, there's a lot that. of people. Stephon Gilmore's not mm-hmm. up in New England. Nope. Mm-mm. Chandler Jones is not in Arizona. Did you see that? Chandler Jones is holding out allegedly from the mandatory mini camps. I wonder if he saw the deal that JJ Watt just signed and said, "Oh, uh, oh, I don't know if 
Is that what we're doing? Seattle's contract right now. I have no idea where Chandler Jones is, but as soon as you see JJ sign for thirty mil, it's like okay, you're bringing in JJ Watt. Good bolster the defense. You're alongside Chandler Jones, who has had maybe what top three amount of sacks in the last three years in the NFL, Mm -hmm. maybe top two at this point. That's going to be a great defensive line. I assume that's how a lot of people outside of Arizona thought, me included. And then Chandler was thinking, hold the fuck on, thirty million dollars. If that's what's going on, what a what and we're just flying planes around, and what am I getting paid then? Is that what happened, or is Chandler misses flight somehow? Is there, is is this a contractual holdout, or is this is probably it, just a missed flight? Probably, yeah, he's probably stuck somewhere. He is, like in, Bill, he is in the last year like, of his contract. He's in the last year's contract. Yeah. Holding out. Okay. How much? What's, yeah. what's the guaranteed money? Do we know, or what's the uh, guest? Fifteen and a half is the base salary. I'm not sure the guaranteed. 15 and a half pretty good amount of money. It's not bad. Yeah. Right. If with, it's guaranteed, 15 and a half is a good amount of money. With JJ on that D-line, too, he's probably going to have one of the better years of his career and probably get a re-up, hopefully, af- after the whole thing. Yeah, because tight ends, running backs, whenever they chip, they have to think about both sides. I mean, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis are – I mean, there's a lot of pairs. They put out a tweet. I think the NFL released or maybe checked down, put out a picture of the new pairings, basically, of pass rushers. All – Anytime you see a great pass rusher, there's a really good chance there's another stud on that defensive line as well who is allowing them to potentially be in a one-on-one situation or maybe even one-on-two situation as opposed to a one-on-three, which does happen on defensive line when you account a tight end chip, a running back chip, and a tackle, which does happen to some people. But you also have to think about situations there. And some guys, some pass rushers get a lot more opportunities when – now with Chandler Jones, I think not only adding J.J. to the D-line will help, but hopefully that offense, we know they have a ton of weapons and Kyler stays healthy. Their offense is going to be get jump out to early leads. Other teams have to throw the ball. A lot more opportunities to rush a pass. Yeah, that's um, Bill Polian. Allegedly, that was his actual plan. We got Peyton. We'll score. When we score, what happens? We have the lead. What do they have to do? They have to pass the ball. Let's get two great pass rushers, and then mm-hmm. let's get a safety in there. That's like That was yeah. an actual strategy that was had and very successful for a long, long time. Freeney and Mathis were so fun to watch. I think Chandler and JJ have the chance to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. But Chandler's thinking, this could be fun. Yeah, I got one year left on my deal, though. No guaranteed money, so we're... <laughs> We're going to revisit that. Okay, right hopefully that gets settled, obviously, for the sake of the bird gang out there in the middle of the desert. Xavier Howard, okay, the NFL leader in interceptions for the Miami Dolphins, who signed a massive contract just two years ago, is now sitting out because his guaranteed money next year would make him the number six overall paid, or highest paid uh, corner in the NFL. Number one would be his... Byron Jones. The other corner for the Dolphins. He has three years left on his deal, four Four. years left on his deal still. At this point, his guaranteed money is down, though. Uh, Brian Flores basically has come out and said, I think this is a contract issue. We've talked about it behind the scenes. I want him to be on the team. Uh, It's pretty clear that this is a contract situation, though, he said. So you can't pay everybody on your defense a lot of money. Now, they figured out how to do it. They were able to pay Xavier Howard and then also Byron 
Jones. Byron Jones, Jones, a massive contract within two years. Two elite corners, by the way. Another position that does help each other, especially if one corner is a shutdown corner, they're probably going to throw the other way. And if you're a great corner, you're not normally getting as many balls as the great corners who have another great corner on the other side of them that happens. So X can lead the league in interceptions because they have two great corners out there. He wants to get paid. You're paying Kyle Van Noy still up in New England. Yep. You just cut him after two years into a deal. That's going to be tough to figure out but hopefully they're able to do it. They just paid Jerome Baker the other day, too. Three okay. years, 39. Uh, Dan Orlovsky said that team, one good quarterback play away from a Super Bowl, AJ. Yeah. Your thoughts on the, the contract shit on the defensive side there? Well, I mean, it all depends on Tua and what reports are that he's thrown five picks today in minicamp. A torrential downpour to his defense, though. I heard. Five mm-hmm. picks? That's five, three five, in the first picks. Yeah, it's five out there. It's not. Hey, it's hard to throw a ball it's in the middle of summer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's right. Okay, it's hard. He said it's like a torrential downpour, though. Like, it sounds like it's a monsoon. Hey, shout out to him for not having a little bit of a, ah, oh, I think my elbows hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He walked outside, saw that, saw that rain, saw the forecast, and he didn't even... I think today. Ah, I, no, ah, no. man. There's a couple of days for those practices that mean absolutely nothing, but we have a punt period and people are going to see it. And you walk outside and it's just incredibly windy. You're like, motherfucker. <laughs> I could never have enough power to act like I was hurt, but I did ah. have to go embarrass myself in these practices. That meant absolutely nothing, which was awesome. Uh, Something to remember, though, for betting this season, if it looks like there might be some rain in the forecast for a Dolphins game, go lock, ahead and bet against them. Lock it down. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, if the Dolphins are playing the Patriots potentially yeah. – Bill Belichick's out there just squeezing entire water bottles on uh, the holder's hands, the snapper's hands, as it's raining up <laughs> oh, in yeah. New England. Trying to simulate what Tua's going through right now, that's what the New England Patriots are trying to do on a random day in the middle of June. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about torrential downpours in Miami. We just had regular downpours in New England. you got to add the water bottle onto Jake Bailey's hand to simulate a torrential downpour. Hey, Coach, I, I keep my hands, okay, dry. All right? On purpose. You you drafted a smart player. Okay, don't need you spraying my fucking hands. Well, you know, All right, what happens Bill, when the train into Miami? No, I'll keep my hands in the goddamn pockets, and then literally as soon as set, we're good. Look at these <laughs> things. They're very dry. Got to towel the whole thing. No, no, let's make it hard. Oh, yeah. like, okay, well, we're going to waste the rep. This ball's going right through my fucking hands. <laughs> what are we going to do? These gloves aren't supposed to be wet. <laughs> no, hey, you know, kicker anyways. Hey, also, even, in the, even if the game is being played and it's raining pretty hard, the ball is usually not wet. They trade those balls out every play. They have them under they, the ball. Can't just look to the refs on the side. They'll, they'll bring a new ball in every play, a dry ball. And so that's why the ball, like when the wet ball drills sometimes, you can get a little carried away with them, I think. I, I'd say. Yeah, there's been a couple <laughs> There's been a couple drills that I've been a part of where Overton was snapping. And, I mean, it wasn't like I was openly against it either. But every time it happened, I was like, if we get to a game where this is happening, I mean – should I even punch? I should just try to run it. <laughs> if it, the ball is just like dripping, though, it's really it's crucial though because in some situations something will happen where a ball won't be able to get subbed out or something will happen, and it never happens until it happens. Like that's the thing, you know. That's always like a big sell on practicing the most obscure shit, the most obscure situations. It's like never know when it's going to happen, and when it happens, by the way. It's going to happen. It's going to be a big deal. That's one of those things. I did not know Tua threw five picks, though. I did hear, oh, his, yeah. I did hear his first throw. was. How about Tua, though, letting it fly a little bit more? Yeah. Last year, he wouldn't have thrown the ball five times. It's got to learn. It's got to oh. start somewhere. Bingo. Bingo. George. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's too. honestly a good thing he's throwing these picks. Now, I haven't seen it. I don't. That's without any context. But, yeah, I think hopefully he's, you know, he's thinking, hey, it's the offseason. 
I know I need to push the ball down the field more. I need to take some chances, throw into some windows. So that's what he's trying to figure out now, hopefully. George Kittle says Trey Lance has all the makings to be a great quarterback. He's taking risks, he said. He said, this guy's taking risks. He, he's throwing them into small windows. I wonder how or why that comment was made by George Kittle, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, some throw happened where they were like, damn, okay, yeah, shit. okay, like, that's open for that guy. Uh, something had to happen where that was said, you know, that's not just dropped out of nowhere by George, especially with his football IQ. Over there, I mean, Dan Orlovsky said, why would you start Jimmy G? What if Trey Lance just starts opening week, and with that fucking roster, they could go, they could go on a run if they don't get kicked out of their – Stadium, mm-hmm. yep. COVID, and injury, which yep. was they got a they had a three on one attack last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no chance they were gonna. I mean, speaking of your your France, but it was a three on one situation <laughs> over there, I, and they had no chance. Yeah, yours is too. Yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. The um, they could be really good, AJ. What if the Niners are all of a sudden the team, and his Trey Lance guy is rookie of the year out of nowhere? Well, I think I'm with uh, Orshlovsky on this one. I, I wasn't at first, but then the more you say it, yeah, if Trey Lance is doing this, if we already hear George Kittle, now I'm sure he was asked about Trey, but to say something like that, it means during practice there's been times when we're like, ooh, and you know, like with a young guy like that makes a play, makes a throw that you may you don't see very often, Like it, that word spreads very, very quick, and then you watch it again after practice. And if you're drafting a guy – number three to be your quarterback like you want him to have moments like that in practice where he flashes where everyone it gets everybody's attention what number is he wearing uh five he was in college i think so whatever is not can you wear 99 i wish he would but let's say his number is 99 he makes a couple throws at practice as soon as that period is done and people move to maybe a new part of the field to watch something new they're doing this one to other person who maybe wasn't around. Did you see what 99 did on 77? Uh, <laughs> and, and, and no, I didn't see what was. I watched the film. It was a good. He was like, yeah, he threw it into a bucket. <laughs> guy was covered too. He shouldn't have thrown it, but he, he fucking fit it in there. We got a special guy. Trey Lance will start week one because they play, play the Lions, and he'll probably throw five touchdowns. Nah, I don't know if that's a great time. Motor City Dan Campbell, but the thought of yeah. the scouts, though, running around. You know, because they're all trying to hype themselves up, too. They yeah. made the pick. Little fist bumps. You see them giving little, like, little baby fist bumps behind their back. Yeah, and you'll see like the scouts who were the ones that had to pitch the draft pick to the GM to draft on draft day. They'll be watching the individual periods, and then something good happens, and you'll see like a finger point like, I told you guys, this guy can fucking play. <laughs> you know and then whenever they get cut, you know, the full, there's a full. Mm-hmm. That whole game is also pretty awesome to watch. While the team's being made, there's also a lot of scouts that are potentially earning a lot of credit or anything like that in the building. It's, yeah, you're right. Those couple good throws where it would just rattle through. Equipment managers, too, by the way. You're like, hey, I think we got a guy. I think we got a guy. Like, I, Andrew, whenever Andrew came to the scene and he started doing some things, uh, we had like a field goal period or something like that in the middle of practice. And as soon as we get down for the first field goal period, I think it was T or maybe, I forget which one, it was T or Frog. They go over and they go, hey, we got a guy, man. <laughs> we got a guy. And then, uh, you know, I get down while Vinny's doing his thing and they're like, He's fucking all over. (laughs) It's like, it's a real thing here early. They're trying to learn a lot about each other. And I guess that is a little thing that is important about OTAs that doesn't get talked about a lot. It's like, these are moments where you're really, you know, learning what the team's going to potentially be. But in the end, if they, if he stinks in training camp, guess what? He ain't playing. I mean, that's just, that's how it is, you know? Yeah. We'll know. They'll know pretty quickly. I think once camp opens, but thinking of that, and I'm thinking of Schefter and Rappaport and all these guys, 
Do you think they have any equipment managers as sources? Like those guys, think about it. They go down to practice yeah, early. They're snapping to the quarterbacks and do it. Like they could truly know, like, hey, how somebody's really doing. So there was a video that came out of Peyton training when he was still a Colt, but he was going into, he was about to be cut because they didn't know what was going on with his neck. I think he couldn't feel his hand or something like that. They didn't, and there was a $30 million roster bonus, I think, coming up, and then Andrew Luck was sitting there, and it was a lockout too, I think, at the time. So there was a lot of things that were happening, and and I don't think, you know, this came out years and years later, whatever, for Peyton to watch himself. And there was like some guys that I know in there that were former equipment managers, or I think that maybe at the time they were equipment managers, he was working out somewhere else or whatever because it was a lockout. And these people, they were snapping to him, and they were catching the ball and everything. And it's like those people, I'm not sure if anybody, they had a. No more than anyone else. There's a hundred million dollars worth of decisions if you were to go ask them. Scouts will go ask equipment managers at places their thoughts on players and everything like that, how you've interacted, because, I mean, that is that is something you can learn a lot about. But I think those those equipment managers, they see a lot of football. The ones at the Colts, those guys have seen a lot of fucking football everywhere. Everywhere. What's up, David? Good. Good. Go ahead, AJ. Oh, I was just saying they they seems like seems like if you're trying to get some information, say people are are bookies or they're making lines, get some of those dudes on your payroll. They're probably not getting paid as much as these coaches. Oh my God, you just helped out so many equipment managers in their leverage for a new contract. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I don't want to. Hey, I don't want to do it, but listen, I'm snapping the fucking ball. The guy, I know. Okay, and you could take it though. Take it to the front office. Like, hey, man, I had this dude. His name's, uh, he calls himself the COVID Cowboy. He offered me five grand a week if I give him info. So if you guys bump my pay, I won't give this to Hold on, hold on. The COVID Cowboy might be a reason for why something happened. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, well, you know that Albright guy, uh, Benjamin oh, Albright, he, he, the 60-40 news or whatever. Uh, Diggs did not get a chance to hear this news from Albright because no. Diggs is blocked by this guy. Whoa, Diggs, Diggs, why are you blocked by at Albright NFL? Seems to be one of the nicest guys on the internet. At Great guy. He's not. Um, if I remember correctly from before I was blocked, he likes to ride a very high horse on issues. And one of those issues, he might have been like, the anti-COVID cowboy type of guy. Oh. And me being the COVID cowboy who defeated covid covid yeah pretty easily i might add um i think that may have offended him potentially i could have maybe tweeted him i have no idea uh so you think because you defeated covid he blocked you well, he might have been tweeting about it or something like that. I may have called him like soft as baby shit or something like that. Oh, you attacked Albright. That makes sense. You attacked the guy. He blocked but him. I feel like I'm not the only one who's blocked by by this guy. Well, I'm not because Maybe he's not he's here. not one of us. What does that mean? <laughs> he wouldn't get along with us, I don't think. You're saying he, he would not. takes things pretty seriously. Well, maybe just you because you called Hold him on. a sack of baby, baby shit. Yeah. I don't know if I did that. Oh, these are all just potentials. Yeah. I have CTE, remember. Oh. So, what else could you have called him, you think? No, nah, I wouldn't go any farther than that, AJ. Okay. I'm a pretty stand-up guy. You have li- you have limits. I get it. Yeah, yeah, and, and he is a pretty stand-up guy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people would say, COVID Cowboy Tone Diggs. Stand up guy. Yeah, I think that's what you're doing. It's a shame you missed out on that because when that news broke, I was like, okay, something to talk about. Here we go. The Aaron Rodgers story's back. 
for another day. We got James Jones in the two o'clock hour, by the way. He is an actual insider and source for information. So that'll be the last time we talk about the situation unless he says something that we got to talk about tomorrow. What's going on, Dave? I was looking up because uh, we talked about the the Rams and the Niners in that division yesterday. It's the the Niners are actually the favorites, small favorites to win that division, which surprises me because of the uh, uncertainty at quarterback when you have the Rams. You know you have Stafford. They have great weapons on offense. Their defense is great. So I was a little surprised that the Niners were the favorite there. I agree. And if you think about the Seattle Seahawks in that division as well, uh, Jamal uh, Adams sitting out. He said I, he just got traded from the Jets over to Seattle. He missed some time last year, but I think when he was playing, he was a significant help. Uh, he wanted out of New York, I think, contractually, or maybe it was because he felt disrespected. I forget it was, but it was an entire song and dance. He goes to Seattle. Now he will not participate in Seattle's mandatory minicamp this week. Uh, everybody assumes this is for uh, contract reasons. Are they going to figure that out? They're going to have to. That Seahawks team needed a defensive help uh, last season if they're going to plan on getting anywhere this season. So after the initial news an hour ago, Tom Pelissaro repeated that Jamal Adams was excused for personal reasons from Mansoy. Okay, good news. Okay. okay, good news. Good news. Good news. A lot of holdouts though right now, AJ. Could that but could that mean like hey the the team knows like he was going to hold out and they're just saying this is how we're not going to find you and it's not going to be a big deal? Uh, that is what Nick just said. Nick said that they anticipated him to hold out and they said I'm just agreeing with AJ I think that's what they're trying to do here okay we do not know if that's a factual statement the Seahawks have not come out I mean they are saying he's going to break the bank and get a gigantic deal and they are saying yeah we're in the middle of negotiations we will not fine him for $93,000 something the Packers have not said or the Patriots or the Patriots or Stephon Gilmore Gilmore, Uh, Xavier Howard we don't know how that situation is going to go but B-Flow said I would like him back I'd like him back Um, there's some other shit going on like Who's going to be on the cover of Madden? Who? Seriously. Okay. Madden's been playing all these games, mm-hmm. you know? They got Peyton Hillis in overall saying, wow, they did it again. Yeah. Now, Peyton Hillis does. He looks <laughs> yeah. like he could take a hay yes. bale or two if he had to. Mm, at least. Okay. And the whole thing is they're at the barn, you know, and there's a couple goats coming out. And we did it again. They did it again. For a long time, you didn't want the cover of Madden because you're going to be cursed the next year. Now, you got a great paycheck. You got a lot of clout. Your face was all over a video game that every NFL fan basically played. You were in everybody's living room, bedroom, doing whatever, but you were going to get hurt that next year and it was going to stop. Then Tom Brady obviously debunked that and others did, and now it's this incredible honor. It's this big deal. Uh, Not for the first time ever, but this year there will be Two goats on the cover Ooh. of Madden, and uh, they wanted us to guess. They wanted the world to guess. I guess everybody had pictures, actually. It's Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. it's Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, coming out June 17th. Dirty Gertie took a shot at what he thinks it potentially will look like. Everybody assumed it might have been Aaron Rodgers, by the way, because it was delayed. Normally, it's a couple weeks ago, as opposed to June 17th. They thought maybe it's because contracts. What jersey do we put him in? I guess it's Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, though. Two goats on the cover out there, AJ. How, how pumped are you? I mean, they did deserve it for sure, but how much do you think they get paid? Do you think they really do give them big-time money? I'd assume Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, you have to, right? I don't know. I feel like it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, a prestige thing. It's not about the money. I'm sure they pay him, obviously, but I don't – to Tom and, and Patrick, obviously, you'd have to pay him a gigantic amount to, to actually like affect him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they actually have to pay him to get Tom and Pat. Was know? Peyton ever on the know. cover? I don't think so. Maybe like a maybe it's uh, because collector's edition. Oh, maybe it's because. Uh, 
I ain't doing it. I, I don't need just to be on video games. <laughs> you guys aren't probably a pro bono. You get a couple photos. Okay. All right. I got I to gotta watch film. All right. Mm-hmm. I got to pop John's commercial to shoot because I own those. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got uh, some Budweiser to drink. Right. I, nationwide. I own those. Okay. And then I'm going to, I got Nationwide as insurance as well. Mm-hmm. I got to sell this Buick as well. Yeah. Okay. And I got to watch film. I ain't got to. Uh, well, f- Come on. I ain't got to. The answer's no. The answer's no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer's no. I've been telling that to Chuck lately as he's starting to do something. Oh, yeah? The answer's no. And then he just does it. Shit's right on the house. He's just been pissing and shitting everywhere, AJ. How old is he? He's in his terrible twos, you know? Oh, man. He's in his terrible twos. We'll try. You know, we'll try our best to get him... Get him right but. deep into it at least or oh yeah he's so cute though you know he what is. i mean he is so cute. he is he'll poop and then you know in the house and uh and after you just took him out for five ten minutes he'll poop in the house and then he'll put those little ears back you know what i mean and then he'll like walk real slow up to you and then he just kind of you know cuddles down and then he rolls on his back and his little corgi arms are up like this and you just pet him and he goes mm-hmm. and I'm like why'd you do it you know you did it wrong you just put your ears back just poop outside and then he just gets up runs away nothing happened and then he'll piss later in the house mm-hmm. and the same situation put that on repeat i think for the next 10 15 years of my life let's get to a fucking break what does he like eat food and stuff or does he like take your food he doesn't eat my food because it's up on the table and his little ass fucking arms can't get him up <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Ain't that right, Ty? Yeah, today was a fun one. Indeed. Well said. Indeed it was. Uh, we're back tomorrow with a massive show. Huge. Huge. Who's on it? Who's on it? Well, we don't want to, you know, bury big the guest. lead, but it's a big guest. Yes. We have no idea if that's true or not, to be honest. <laughs> we probably still have to book it, but tomorrow's show is going to be just like today, a good time, hopefully break some news. And we can't thank you enough for allowing us to spend some time with you in your daily routines. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, I am eternally grateful for. If you like the show, you know, obviously tell somebody. If yeah. not, act like it didn't happen. If you hate listening, shout out to you. Hashtag end pod squad. By the way, Ty is still giving away money on there. Can't thank you all enough. You're the best humans on the planet. I am so grateful for you. And tomorrow, when I get behind a microphone, alongside the boys and our big guests, we're going to try our absolute best to deliver the best show ever. Why? Because it's the next show. And that's what you all deserve. Hell yeah! Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Tuesday. We'll see you manana. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Cheers.